Welcome to the ODK podcast, where we talk about leadership, education, and college life. I'm Erica Jutton. And I'm Jonathan Lenari. Today, we'll be sitting down with UMD's Associate Vice Chancellor for Student Life and Omicron Delta Kappa alum, Corbin Smythe, a lifelong community builder. From his days as an undergraduate at Indiana University, where he majored in communications and served as a campus-wide films director with the Indiana Memorial Union Board of Directors, Corbin has served the community and proven to be an effective leader. He earned his master's degree at the University of South Carolina, where he first became acquainted with ODK and eventually earned his doctoral degree in education from the University of Minnesota Twin Cities. Corbin, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Uh, hey, everybody. Corbin Smythe, I'm Associate Vice Chancellor for Student Life here at UMD. And among other things, I'm also faculty advisor to our ODK circle. When did you join ODK originally? Um, it was when I was a grad student at the University of South Carolina. So that would have been the spring of 1998. What sort of first got you interested in ODK then? Why did you join that original circle? So I was a when I was a grad student, I worked at the student union at the University of South Carolina and um, basically the Kirby program board of um, that student union and worked with a lot of student leaders and students were talking about this leadership organization and how University of South Carolina, while not a founding member of ODK, was one of the very early members and that it had a long tradition of um, leadership support and that um, they were looking to fill some graduate student spots and would I be interested. Um, as soon as I looked into the organization, I knew, first of all, just for me being a grad student, it was a great honor to be nominated, but I also knew with my career staying in higher ed that it really made a lot of sense and the sort of lifetime membership made a lot of sense to me. So it was a easy no-brainer for me. It was, it's been a great experience all, the whole time. So I heard you mention like leadership support and things of that nature. There are a ton of leadership organizations on campus and there's just a lot of clubs in general. Yeah. What makes ODK so different from the others? Like, why are you so passionate about bringing this unique organization to UMD? Yeah, I, well, I, I would say it's so different, but it's, it definitely has unique characteristics. And I'd say the number one unique characteristic about ODK and how we've really envisioned it at UMD is that it's the leadership organization for student leaders and that it's not just an honorific, it's an actual functioning, meeting, um, serving others kind of organization. And so group, students who are already serving in leadership roles and volunteer roles um, or as athletes or as tutors or whatever it might be around campus, this organization brings those students together. And so where, uh, here's the perfect example, Jonathan, where you and I might not cross paths, here we are today, you know, being involved in the same organization. The other thing I really like about it is, sure, I'm faculty advisor, um, and that carries some sort of perceived rank um, in the organization, but I'm an equal member with everyone in the organization. I do not hold any status higher than a student holds, nor does a student um, who's been in the organization for two years hold a status higher. Now, we have our roles within the organization, um, but students, faculty, and staff all carry the same um, level 
of membership. And that's the other thing I really like is it's not just a student org. Um, and I don't just serve as faculty advisor, I serve as a member. Um, and that I think is one of the things that makes it a little bit more unique um, as far as organizations go at UMD. For sure, it definitely sounds like something where, as you said, leaders can get together and sort of collaborate. Is that sort of the main goal that ODK shoots for, like collaboration and helping each other grow as leaders? Yeah, so it's a term that I like to use called common ground. And so um, the student union historically, and, and we call our student union Kirby Student Center, has been a place where students could meet on common ground. And that's really what ODK serves that we come from different backgrounds. We have different experiences, interests, political ideals. Um, we're different years um, in school. Some of us are faculty, staff, students, but we come together with a common purpose and that's serving UMD, that's giving back to UMD. Uh, but it's also a great opportunity for us to learn from each other. Um, what's happening in um, maybe an organization of student athletes around service to the community might be something that um, Greek organization leaders could learn from. And what Greek orgs are doing, um, you know, relative to um, high academic um, achievement, uh, especially around um, how they're, they work with their members, maybe an organization in the multicultural center can learn from what those students are doing. And that way we don't, we don't operate isolated um, we can really use our collective wisdom and knowledge across so many organizations to learn from each other. And then that, that elevates everybody. For sure. It definitely sounds like something that would be good for leaders to get connected to each other. But how would UMD students get involved in ODK if they aren't already? Um, the main thing is that they, you know, they're in an established recognized leadership role somewhere on campus. Um, it doesn't mean that that established role is president of, you know, XYZ organization, um, but that they are involved. Um, and as this organization gains more momentum, of course, we're only in the first year, faculty, staff, uh, academic advisors will know more about this organization and they'll say, hey, Jonathan, hey, Erica, have you heard about ODK? This really seems like something that would that would fit well for you because I've seen you in this role. You're um, a TA in my class, or you're a tour guide, or you are president of your organization, um, or you're, you know, you've, you've done 250 hours of documented service in our local community, and this is really the type of organization that makes a lot of sense. The nice thing about ODK is it is an honorific too, so it is nice to, to be invited, um, and then to also be part of a of a Greek letter leadership honor society that that not everybody gets invited to. That's the other, there's um, some status, kind of the positive version of status. There's some status that comes with that, that really is a nice way, since really only juniors and seniors can be part of the organization by credit. It's, it's a nice way to recognize and cap off what students have done and say, we recognize all that you've done for UMD. Here's a Here's an invitation to an organization that sort of honors what you what you gave to your campus. And it sounds like sort of the criteria for the club is such that it isn't set in stone. Like newer students shouldn't be scared off by the fact that they have to be a president, like you said, or they have to be in this set role. So they can most certainly reach out and yeah, talk you, about. It, correct. And you, and you look at what... Um, ODK defines as leadership, well, students might be a writer for the student paper. That, 
that counts as a as leadership and giving back to the campus. Um, students might be a varsity athlete. Students might be um, heavily involved in the arts. Um, maybe they are in a traditional um, identified leadership role as president or treasurer or something of their club or organization. Um, maybe they are a tour guide. Um, it's it's that giving back to the campus and doing it in a way where you're leading others or motivating other students, that's what really qualifies. And of course, there is a GPA requirement. Students must be in the top third of their class to be eligible. So there's that's the, if there's a hard and fast quote unquote rule for membership, um, there is that delineation where students do have to be in the top third of their class academically. You say leadership, what does that mean to you? Because leadership is a very vague term and a lot of people can be like unsure of what exactly a leader is supposed to do. So what's some advice that you could give to people who want to become leaders but are holding back for one reason or another? Yeah, Erica, that is such, I mean, first of all, it's a great question. It's almost an impossible question to give a full answer to, but I'll make an attempt any, anyway. I mean, leadership, there are studies and studies and studies about what is leadership and what types of leadership are there, right? So, you know, a lot of us think of positional leadership. Oh, president of the United States. Oh, CEO of a company. That's a leader because I can see their title. Um, so positional leadership is maybe um, one of the most commonly recognized, but it's definitely not, um, it's not um, the one that exists everywhere. And it's, it's not even the one, there's, there's more different types of leaders. Servant leadership is definitely probably one of the top leader um, positions. And you think about people who work in hospice, people who work in faith-based organizations, um, people who do volunteerism people who are teachers. Um, you know, am I a volunteer? No, but am I in a service organization? Yes, I definitely am. And so thinking about servant leadership, giving back to others. Um, and I think my definition of a leader is someone who does stuff when they don't need to take the credit for it. That what they're doing, they're doing because they know that it's important or they're doing it because they know it helps others. They're doing it because no one else was able to do it and step up. Uh, but they're also doing it without the motivation where they need to get the credit for it. So I think that's really maybe my best definition of leadership and, and one that's probably most applicable to the students that I work with at, at UMD. What would you say there are some ways students at UMD can take concrete steps to be in any sort of leadership role? Students should be inquisitive. Um, what's going on on my campus? Um, what what organizations exist? Why doesn't uh, Polka Dot Club exist? I like Polka Dots and all my friends like Polka Dots. Why doesn't that exist? And then create that organization. Why is it that, um, you know, I'm making this up, but why is it that I can never get ice cream in the dining center? That seems like something that I should have. How can I reach out and figure those things out? How can I gather information? So when I say inquisitive, um, it's wondering about things on their campus and why they are the way that they are. It's collecting data. Um, it's asking those questions. Um, that's really the, the first way that students could get involved and get connected. The other thing is to watch people. So um, when you see a club in action and you like what they're doing, watch what they're doing. Watch the, watch the leaders of that organization. Listen to them. Go to their meetings. See what they do. 
um, watch faculty and staff um, that do things that you want to emulate and watch things that they do that you don't want to emulate. Um, that sort of being inquisitive and watching and listening to others, that's probably the first step. Um, and then, you know, finding, finding where's my place? Where do I, um, where do I feel welcome? What groups do I connect with? Um, and then if you can't find that, start to create those things. So think about all the club sports teams that exist at UMD and all the student organizations. None of those were started because faculty and staff thought, gosh, we should have a, an intramural volleyball team or um, we should have um, the Lettuce Club. We should have student government. Traditionally, um, especially a long time ago, universities were not super excited about students organizing and joining their own clubs because that made it harder on the university. Um, now we see it a different way where we know that that's critically important. And so students, everything that, that students are involved with from student orgs, student clubs, those came from students. And when interest wanes, they'll disappear. And when students are like, where's my polka dot club? And it doesn't exist, students will start the polka dot club and it could be a thriving uh, club or an organization on campus. And on that note, yeah, UMD does not make it difficult to organize a new club or set up a new club for something you want to do, correct? Correct. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple steps, right? You have to have four members. That doesn't seem outrageous. You have to have some sort of recognized leader. And then to be rec officially recognized by the university, uh, student, the student leaders of that club do have to go through a training um, just um, to make sure that they understand what the rules and regulations are on campus. So there's a couple steps, Jonathan, but it's not, um, you know, it's not something that gets in the way of um, anyone who really wants to be organized can make it work. It definitely is a huge benefit to UMD and how they run things here. Who is a leader that inspired you? And oh my just, gosh, yeah. <laughs> what are some like noticeable ways looking back, like what stood out to them? Like you look back and you just think this person was a leader, is a leader. So there's just, there's so many. Um, and they're, they're, and I, I'm going to focus on a couple that maybe aren't traditional ways that people think of this. So um, my roommate, my freshman year, an undergraduate says to me, hey, um, did you hear about the film club? And uh Every every week they give out, they give out a movie poster um, at the end of the meeting, and we don't have anything on the on our walls because we're freshmen and we just moved here. Um, what do you think about it? I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe we can check it out. Um, at the time, that didn't feel like anything, but two years later, guess who was running the film club? Me. Um, and maybe I never even would have thought of that opportunity if my roommate hadn't said. Hey, have you heard about this? Do you want to give it a shot? So in that respect, my roommate is the first person who got me out of the dorm um, beyond just throwing the football down the hallway, right? Trying to not break the lights. Um, and that he, he really put me on a path um, that then led me to graduate school. And graduate school led me to my first job. My first job led me to a second job, which led me to here. I mean, it's just, it's interesting to go back and think. So that's one example that doesn't necessarily feel like a leadership moment, but um, my roommate served in that capacity for me in that. Um, another one is um, the supervisor that I had in my second job. Um, he just 
approached, um, work, this was in higher ed, working with students and working in student affairs in a way that I had not seen before with other people that I'd worked with or that I'd reported to. And he really was a servant leader. Um, he really showed me how important it was to just be an incredible listener and to mostly, rather than to try to give students things to do, mostly to get things out of the way of students and let them do what they want to do. And that's one of the things I've always tried to carry with me in my career is, is identify some roadblocks and hurdles, um, try to get them out of the way for students or give students techniques um, rather than me come in and, and say, okay, ODK, here's the five things you're supposed to do this year. Uh, another group I advise is Gamma Sigma Sigma. The worst thing I could possibly do is come in and tell that group of women, here's the, here's the things that you should be doing this year. Mostly I inspire them to come up with ideas. And then when they say, we'll never be able to do that because of X, Y, Z, I say, well, what if I helped you get that hurdle out of the way? So that's another leader as a supervisor I had that, that really taught me um, how to be a, a good leader in higher education, especially in working with students. I like your answer of just your college roommate as an example of leadership definitely can highlight the fact that each and every one of us in the ways we act just will have an effect on somebody else. And we might just not know it. It might just be something small, but just being able to step up and put ourselves out there, we can make that effect on other people's lives. Yeah. And Jonathan, the real story is he literally said, dude, get off your fat butt and come to this meeting with me. You have got to get involved with something. And it's not like I was doing nothing, but I was like, I go and I eat my lunch and then I go to my class and then I come back to the dorm and I hang out and I stay up too late and then I do it again. And I had not connected with something. And, um, you know, the, the interesting thing is if he'd said, Hey, dude, did you hear about the Polka Dot Club? I probably wouldn't end up president of Polka Dot Club two years later. You know what I mean? It was just really getting me connected with something. And I didn't realize I needed that connection until I got it. So, I mean, you touched on it a little bit, but if you were to look back to yourself in college, if you had just one thing that you could tell yourself back then that you know now, what would that one thing be? Oh my gosh. First of all, there's a hundred things I could tell, you know, 18 to 22 year old Corbin. There's a lot of tips. I wish I, I, I would have been around to give that guy. Um, I, I, you know, honestly, it touches on what I was just talking about. And that is you've got to find a way to get connected with your campus, make it your campus. Don't just come to UMD and, and, and it will just, I mean, it could be any, it could be any any student at any college, but using UMD as an example, don't just come to UMD. Don't just take classes at UMD. Don't just live at UMD. Really make it your campus. And the way that you do that is building those connections. And maybe your connections are with faculty. That's your thing. You become a researcher. You become a teaching assistant. Um, maybe you make your connections because um, you were an athlete in high school and you missed that in you make the best flag football intramural team of all time. Uh, you know, maybe um, maybe you just really enjoy hanging out, and so that's why the coloring club is the right place for you. Um, maybe you do want to lead others, and so becoming an RA uh, makes sense. Or you're a writer, so write for the bark or find um, other opportunities to provide that. You know, if you don't really find a way to get connected 
then the relationship with UMD is transactional. I pay UMD money, they teach me stuff, and then I go away. I mean, that's that's fine, right? You're going to graduate with that sort of mentality and attitude, but it should be way more than that. It shouldn't just be a transactional relationship. It should really be something where you're transforming yourself, where you're really connected, and then you're starting to make a difference to your campus. You're not, it's not just affecting you. You're actually influencing what happens on your campus and what happens for other students. So that's not an easy thing to do, but it starts small. Just find the thing to get connected to, and then you can grow from there. So it sounds like you need to sort of have this mindset of an opportunity rather than this is just some schooling that I need to go through. This yeah. is a chance for me to make my mark on the university and in the community, I suppose. Well, there's all kinds of different kinds of colleges. So why did you choose UMD if you just want to go to class? Do we have great faculty? Do we have great academic instruction? Absolutely, we do. But you could get that in other places. Why did you come to UMD? What is it about the location? What is it about the co-curricular offerings that can really enhance that academic experience? So then you really have an experience on your campus. Like I said, don't just come to UMD because you wanna just take classes. What would you say your favorite part of ODK is? Uh, getting to know students that I don't, I mean, it's a real selfish, my, if you're asking my favorite part, Erica, it's a selfish answer. And that is I get to meet students and interact with students that I wouldn't have known otherwise. Um, it's really interesting. It's the same reason I teach UMD seminar. Uh, I teach UMD's freshman seminar, uh, first of all, because I like to give back. But the selfish reason is I meet 25 freshmen every year that I never would have probably met otherwise. And I make connections with them and I learn what it's like to be a new student at UMD. On, in, in ODK, it's the opposite, right? I'm sort of meeting students at the end of their experience. But, um, you know, this year has been, the COVID year has been different, right? Because we haven't had a chance to interact in ways that we normally would have. But I, that's, is and is going to continue to be my favorite part is meeting and learning from students that I otherwise just wouldn't have had a chance to know. As a um, peer leader for UMB seminar, I think that that's some of the place. That's the place where you see a lot of bright futures. And then seeing other people then joining ODK from those classes, I think that'll be like a really, really good opportunity for you in the future. With ODK being so new, you could tell your classes to do that. Yeah, yeah, and and I, you know, and I do that now with. You know, I, I work with Student Association. I work with Gamma Sigma Sigma. I have some connections to other Greek organizations. Um, and then I'm that weird UMD and seminar instructor who still stays in touch with some of his freshmen who are now juniors and seniors. And, and I've talked to them, right? So that's, I'm, I'm doing that recruiting that you're talking about right now to say, you know, you know, Erica, if you were in my, if you were in my class, you know, two years ago, now I'm reaching out to you to say, hey, remember, I, I just really liked what you did and I've, I've seen how you've grown and I think this is a great opportunity for you would you consider it well it has been fantastic talking with you Corbin I don't think we could have had a better first guest for this ODK podcast um, I'm just I'm just really excited that you're willing to do it and you know what I like about what I like about podcasts are when they are short and sweet like this when um, you ask good questions 
and you let your person know in advance to provide succinct answers because then it makes it very consumable by others. So hopefully, hopefully people have an opportunity um, to listen to this and, get, and gain something from it. Thank you for both of you for considering me. For sure. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you to everyone who listened to this podcast. We certainly had a great time talking with Corbin and hopefully you found uh, the conversation useful to you. This is a podcast about leaders across campus and in the community. Join us next time for more fun conversations. Mm -hmm.